Hey everyone, just before we start this episode of Below the Mendoza, I just want to let you know that we are going to be trying different audio settings probably throughout the first few episodes, so if you do notice that, just be wary of that. Uh, be sure to let us know what you think is the best, and uh, without further ado, enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of Below the Mendoza, where we hear guaranteed laughs at most 20% of the time. I am your host, Matthew, uh, accompanied by my wonderful co-host, Andy Davis. Andy Davis, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. It's, it's going alright. It's good to hear. <laughs> it's fantastic to hear, actually, because this has been sort of a, a passion project for us as of recent. Bit. So we're, and we're finally putting it together, I think, after... A week of not, I wouldn't say putting it off, but just like the stars weren't aligning with right. with work schedules and stuff. So I'm very happy to finally be here. Um, our passion project for two weeks. And our whole, <laughs> we've been working um, a quite a long time, the uh, the whole of two weeks to yes. put this together. But so, I feel like our whole life was leading up to this. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> I feel like we're both... Uh, we're slaves to entertainment. Yes. <laughs> like they're like we're we're both either gonna be entertainers or we're gonna be nothing. Right. We're gonna be we're gonna be fry cooks at Cracker Barrel or uh, I mean I'm not a fry cook, I'm I'm a prep I'd cook. Prep Let's cook. get My that apologies. right. <laughs> I, I just totally ruined yeah. uh the Andy Davis lore that we all know and love, so right. that's very unfortunate. And I do apologize for that. Um today we have a absolutely wonderful show filled with all sorts of topics that we hope to uh we hope to conquer. I mean, we got... Or at least 20% of them. That is true. Yeah. We we always establish a nice average of 20% because we don't want to get your hopes up. We're right. pretty damn awful. <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. You're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to smash whatever fucking like button is possible. Right. That's, on that's my Tinder bio. It's going to suck. You're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> that was pretty... <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That's the thing. That's the one thing you're gonna have to get used to for this podcast. I'm gonna wheeze half the time <laughs> yeah. while Andy is saying something that he's probably not gonna want to have floating around the internet in like 20 it's, years. I have no shame at this point. That and that's respectable in a light. Like I, I'm kind of scared for you because I feel like half of the entertainment industry has at least one thing that they're gonna be shamed over in 20 years. You're gonna have quite a lot on you, bud. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty funny. Like, what? What do you think is gonna be your Louis C.K. like masturbation incident? Uh, probably oh, masturbating in front of people. I feel like we're gonna go down the same <laughs> we're road. Go down the exact same <laughs> yeah. road. I just hope that you're not gonna be as open about throwing the n-word around. I don't know. I don't know how exactly how dark you're gonna go into uh, stand up. But right. I, I feel like the n-word's off the table. We can. The n-word's we can off the table. That's that nice. That's always. It's always nice to throw that N-word yeah. right off the table. We are an anti-N-word podcast. <laughs> we should have named this podcast the anti-N-word podcast. <laughs> our, our, our opener just would have been the most progressive podcast yeah. on the internet. Socially conscious. Uh, every time podcast. we're, and you know, every time from now on, whenever we uh, introduce ourselves, we <laughs> we say our pronouns. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no disrespect. 
It's just that one, we are both are like the most easily entertained people right. on the planet. Like, anytime I get to hang out with with Andy over here, he like he can say the dumbest shit, or I can say the dumbest shit, and it will make us like laugh hysterically. Right. <laughs> and that's why I think I am a fantastic asset to any like friend group because I'm like the audience, right. and I feel like you're both the entertainer and the audience. Because you have true. you have hella jokes. I mean, I that's tried pretty, to. That's, that's pretty damn obvious. It I helps mean, you, with stand up to have hella jokes. And I was about to say, you are world re- NWA renowned, yes. but soon to be world renowned. We should specify Northwest Arkansas since we're an anti N word podcast. That is true. <laughs> we are not uh, associated with the very famous rap group NWA. Right. <laughs> I almost read it out and then yeah, realized I was, I I was, was scared that for podcast, a second. <laughs> that podcast canceled. Yeah. And we'd have to start up the, yeah. uh, the anti-Edward podcast. <laughs> um, so, so question, how, how long have you been like actually doing like stand up? This is becoming an interview. Yeah. Now. You're never coming on again after this. It's uh, It's been about nine months or so. So I started in July of 2018. And it's it's been fun ever since, you know. Now I actually got to um, I got to witness, which I don't know if is your ultimate holy grail moment. It's where you accomplish or you obtained your holy grail. Yeah, the NWA the only roast thing, battle. Yeah, the only thing I've ever trophy. won is the Northwest Arkansas Roast Battle League champion. You know what? That's at least something. The best thing I've ever won was either when we got second place in church league baseball and like first or second grade oh i forgot about that and uh when one time when i was at school and they announced a free burger king lunch oh nice i, would, I, I won would. that as well I, that that's it though i don't really have many other accolades i'd probably trade my roast battle championship for a burger king lunch it was really shitty i'm not gonna oh, lie damn it. <laughs> that, that florida i think it was it wasn't pensacola it was kissimmee which is like central florida yeah that burger king was fucking awful yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting <laughs> yeah. We're going to um, cancel the Kissimmee Burger King. We need to start a cancel culture <laughs> of uh, the Kissimmee Burger yeah. King. Um, so, let's see. So, I the first thing that we wanted to discuss definitely is, I, think, I guess, the premise of the podcast, Below the Mendoza. Yeah. Because for anyone who... Because we're going we're gonna to talk about, it, like, a variety of stuff, and so people might not get Below the Mendoza if they're not, like, baseball fans. So, right. The Mendoza line, essentially, which is what it's based off of, is a statistic in baseball where a hitter hits below um, 0. .2, 20%. Um, and it's named after, I think his name is Mario Mendoza. Mario Mendoza, I can't yeah. remember what team he played for, for the life of me, but he was a shortstop, terrible hitter throughout his entire career. Yeah. Now, even like when he wasn't below the Mendoza line, he still wasn't doing very well. Right. This was a shortstop, like... Let me pull up his baseball reference. Page I was about to say, feel quick. free, but um, I mean, obviously, because now the culture of comedy is self-deprecating. <laughs> you can yeah, never, you can never be high of yourself. Um, so we just decided to establish that precedent that you're not going to be entertained. No, you're not going to laugh. Not gonna about laugh. 20 percent of the time. So Mario Mendoza, he had a career batting average of 215, which means that he hit tw- in 21 percent of his plate appearances, which is not great. No, it's it's awful. I mean, what is there just like a, an established average for a baseball player, like a baseball player's batting average? I'm curious. Like as the to average, what, average. Just average, average. Yeah. Like what what does the average baseball player hit? That's that's a great question. Average MLB batting average. 
I'm going to say my Google search is allowed. It is. No, uh, I get so you. the in 2016, the average average was 255. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad it, at all. I wonder what uh what was the best year for batting. Is there? I don't want to keep you Google <laughs> searching all night long, but now I'm just getting curious. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's a, that's essentially the established premise. And what we wanted to actually talk about was. Uh, Andy actually thinks he wants to. Uh, he thinks that we should reappropriate the Mendoza line to the Chris Davis line, and of course, we're not talking about uh, Crush Davis. We're talking about Crush. We're talking <laughs> about Piss Davis. About- <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, good one. Got him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're talking about yeah, because he- he's awful. I think that we should rename it that because I feel like players in the league today aren't comparing their average to Mario Mendoza they're probably comparing it to Chris Davis because he's he's awful well I feel like so first of all was there like a like a sort of I don't know how to describe this but sort of like a self-aware culture surrounding Mario Mendoza like when he was yeah yeah. that's how it got its name was the Mario Mendoza well of course but um because Chris had this sort of like self-aware like every time he would like hit a foul ball (laughs) People were like cheering, right? <laughs> like people were flipping out. It's sort of like Bartolo Colon. Yeah, <laughs> whenever he he's hit... just a he's a living meme. At yeah, this point. no, okay. And I remember when he, uh, I actually got to watch his first few hits. I didn't get to see him live, sadly, but I did get to actually watch them. Oh yeah, were... I remember that. It is, it's one of the more memorable baseball moments of like the last five years. Chris Davis hitting? No, Bartolo Colon hitting. <laughs> I knew we were on the same page. I was like, they weren't that interesting of hits. I think it was like a... It was just the fact that Bartolo Colon did it. Anything with Bartolo Colon, well, he drives ratings. I think it just stems from the fact that w- making pitchers do anything that's not throw a ball... Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, um, there was... I mean, there was... Uh, Oh, it was at, I think it was a Korean pitcher. It was a Korean or Japanese pitcher, uh, Dai Sung Koo. Have you heard about the story of Dai Sung Koo? I have not heard about the story of Dai Sung Koo. Uh, they actually did a video on SB Nation about it. John All Boys right. did. It was on Pretty Good. It's a fantastic story. Shout out to John Boys, yeah, by the way. Definitely. Literally the best <laughs> sports writer, I guess. I just Sports, sports analyst. journalist. So, yeah, yeah, we can call that. Um, best sports journalist in the game right now. Um but it's just the story about this guy who had not batted in a professional capacity, like by any means, not even in like Korean or Japanese uh, leagues. And so they brought him up, and his first plate appearance, he stood about like three or four feet outside the zone and let like four pitches just fly by, didn't even like swing, didn't even change like his stance. Nice. It's fantastic. <laughs> And you could just tell there was, like, no effort in him. And then he actually went up against uh, Randy Johnson. Oh, no. Uh, as his second plate appearance. And, of course, there is no no need to, to introduce Randy Johnson. I feel like even a lot of non-baseball people know yeah, who yeah. he is because he killed a fucking bird. Yeah! <laughs> Which we won't get into. We could be here for literally hours <laughs> talking about Randy Johnson brutally murdering a bird. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... But on that second plate appearance, I can't remember. It was Joe Buck, and it was another um, announcer. Um, much better than Joe Buck. <laughs> I'm sorry. But again, if we talk about Joe Buck, this is going to be for hours. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually pro-Joe Buck. You're pro-Joe yeah, Buck. This is, I didn't know that. Yeah, I like his right voice. Guy. I don't. I, I like his voice, don't like his bias. 
His yeah, bias, he's definitely pro he's, St. Louis Cardinals, which, which I'm a St. Louis Cardinals that fan. That probably so helps. I feel like, yeah. Uh, but it also just reminds me of that Green Bay. I can't remember. I can't remember who was covering Randy Moss, but it was when Randy Moss hit, uh, just like streaked, got a, a fantastic touchdown. You can hear uh, that jo- like Joe Buck was not happy about it, and then he fake flash or he fake moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans and he got really upset yeah, about it. I we were talking that. about fantastic flare ups from announcers like. Uh, like oh, Hawk, Hawk Harrelson. Hawk Harrelson. This man has no idea what the game of baseball is. <laughs> but um, but he was like, "That is a disgusting act, Randy." Yeah. Ma-. Like, it's, it's like, what do you do? <laughs> it's not like he actually showed his bare ass on television. Yeah, no, it was just like it was just a fake. It was just like a fake yeah. little taunt. It wasn't even that good of a celebration. I was about to say it was really. It wasn't like uh, I can't remember who did the conference call. But it was that guy from the Saints who did that fake conference call. It was it was quite a few years back, but he actually pulled out a phone and took a call. Oh, that's it was, cool. That was pretty cool. My favorite. We can talk about favorite celebrations. One of my favorites is uh, Ezekiel Elliott just jumping into the Salvation Army bucket. I have. I <clears throat> I like. Uh, I don't know if Antonio Brown did it first, but he just like jumped straight into a goalpost and like hugged it. Oh yeah, that's that a one's good one. That one's pretty good. Then just the biggest, like, big dick energy move of all time, Chad Johnson pulling out the future <laughs> Hall of Fame jacket. That, <laughs> the audacity. Mr. The Ocho nerve. Cinco. <laughs> Mr. Ocho Cinco just has it figured out. But um, what were we talking about? It was Chris Davis, I think. Well, Chris Davis, well, I'll tell you this now. I, th- I think he's bad, but I don't think he necessarily constitutes changing the line. Because I feel like... Outside of those three mm. years, he does okay. Yeah, he, he hits a lot of home runs, which and, I think – I don't think his goal is to hit for average. He's just there yeah. to, to hit bombs. Oh, no, definitely. I feel like that's definitely the case with right. him. He's here to bring in runs, not to, to I guess, like add up bases. He, he's yeah. no money ball. No. <laughs> he's not about bases. He's which, about- speaking of, segueing into the other Chris Davis, who is absolutely money ball. That is absolutely correct. He has just been – he's been dominating. Yeah, That's, he's 10 I, home runs already this season. How many games are we in? Do you know how many? Uh, he has like, played in 26 games thus far. So that's that's nice. That's probably more hits than the other Chris Davis has. Oh, no, that's def- – I feel like Chris Davis has – Because he's batting like 155 at this point. Let me pull it up. So Chris Davis, the white Chris Davis, I don't know if we can say that. We'll say the white Chris Davis. He has nine hits. The good Chris Davis, Crush Davis, has ten home Home runs. runs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's unfortunate. Does Chris Davis, white Chris Davis. We'll call him Piss Davis. We'll call him Piss Davis. (laughs) There we go. Um, Does he have, uh, does he have, how many home runs does he have? He has two at this point. Oh, he has two. Okay. So, like. Two of his nine hits have been home runs. That just that proves the point there. So I want to feel bad, but I feel more so bad for the organization of the yeah. families because Chris Davis, piss Davis, he's pulling in like twenty million a year. Yeah, he's getting paid twenty three million, million dollars be, a year to hit to below be the Mendoza line. Yeah, <laughs> to be god awful at baseball, and that is the thing I love about baseball. You can be paid so much money, like it just like takes other sports out of the water. Right. Just like. To, in terms of paychecks, like it's crazy. I think uh, Mike Trout has the the right now the biggest 
professional like sports contract right. in history. Yeah, just and Bryce Harper and Machado this summer both signed like four hundred million dollar contracts. Well, um, if I remember correctly, I think Bryce Harper was like a like a nine year like three hundred thirty three. Yeah, yeah, it was regardless fantastic money yeah. for a sport where if it's you probably play the it least right, maintenance. Yeah, if you play it right, you stand in a spot. For like right. <laughs> probably out of a three hour game, like two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's honestly magical. Like baseball is one of the most mysterious sports. It's it's an enigma. Um, and actually that because I love it's kind of hard to explain, but sports where you feel like there's non athletic factors. Yeah. Mystify me the most, like like poker. golf. Or golf, yeah. yeah. Did you say bowling? No, uh, poker. Poker, yeah. I guess, I don't know if it qualifies as a sport, but that, I don't want to get into that discussion. Yeah, no, that's That a, gets that's really bad. And that's going to divide our already It's, it's a mind game. And I think, if, I think if you call poker a sport, you have to call the reality show Survivor a sport. Because <laughs> it's a mind game. I, that's I love true. Survivor. We can get into that. I later. remember. We used to watch Survivor yeah, at your did. house. I still some, watch it. I remember the last time I watched was when uh, I think Russell. Russell Hans. Oh Russell. yeah, that guy's a badass. He's not. I think it's a controversial statement, but I don't think he's a good player. I I think he's probably one of the worst players because he can't win. Well, I was about to say like, wasn't he like a terrible? Per- well, he, he was is a terrible person. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say. I just remember Russell being like not good, as yeah. in like not a morally good person. Yeah, no, he was a piece of shit. I remember at one point, did he come to Fort Smith at any point? Yeah, I met him at the Chick-fil-A <laughs> in Fort Smith. Chick-fil-A, that's it. I was about to say. The winner that season, who was also not a good player, Natalie White, was like from Van Buren, which is just north of Fort Smith. And so they came to the Chick-fil-A in Fort Smith to sign autographs. And I told Russell that I thought he should have won season 20, which was Heroes versus Villains. And he told me he appreciated that. I'll see if we can get him as a guest later on. He's in the podcast. What is game. he doing? He's in the podcast. Oh, he's in the podcast game. Yeah. game. I don't listen to it, but I don't know. I might have to give it a shot. You, you might have to go give it a shot and see what he has to say. Yeah. He's probably like, he's like checking to see if there's any podcast that yeah. he can be on. He's like, if there's anyone out there who wants to be on their podcast, I'll find myself yeah. out with the $300 I have in my bank account. What is okay? First of all, is that all he does now? Is he just a podcast guy? I'm gonna say it is. Okay, because I don't. He went on. He went because Australia, the country of Australia, yes. has adapted. Oh, and Opposed to what? Yeah. <laughs> no idea. So okay, hold on. What is is Australia considered its own continent? I'm gonna come off as stupid, or is that considered Oceania? I, I like to call it Oceania because I, I don't say, think Australia should warrant that much power. Australia, Australia in and of itself is a prison continent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's stupid. It's like if the state of Texas was its own continent. Well, it's just gangster British people. Yeah, that <laughs> they were sent to like the worst place on earth. Right. <laughs> uh, shout out to all of our Australian Australian yeah. fans and listeners. We're very sorry, but yeah, but it's Russell Hans he went on because Australia's adapted the TV show Survivor in their country, and Russell Hans went on that. I don't think he did that well, mm-hmm. but hey, well, he did that. That's something that Russell Hans has done in the last five years. And so, yeah, uh, Chris Davis sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but another absurd thing about Crush Davis, he has hit finished with a two forty seven batting average exactly for the last four years. 
That is like that's insane. absurd. I wonder what are the. That's just crazy. To I, think that's about. not like, really possible, and he's done it. That's the thing about baseball. Baseball is like the weirdest thing. Like I remember reading about um. It was Adam. Who was that really great hitter? Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn, fantastic hitter. Um, and I remember he had an interesting stat line against Clayton Kershaw, where lefties or southpaws were apparently impossible to homer off him. Yeah. And had pretty, they were spanning to pretty terrible averages to pretty good averages, but uh, Adam Dunn apparently just like took him behind the duck, like the shed, <laughs> and just put him down. It's actually pretty crazy. I don't know if you can find that. Yeah, story. I'm pulling it up right here. Yeah, Kershaw. So he hit four home runs off of him. He had a 6.15 average against a Clayton s- Kershaw. Against one of the best pitchers yeah, in the game. Yeah, the best pitcher in the game. I was about to say, uh, the best pitcher in the game yeah. at the moment. Um, So it's just crazy like how MLB just, baseball in general, just makes no sense. Right. <laughs> it is one of the weirdest sports. And that's what I and that's what I like putting it next to things like poker because poker is one of those things that you can practice your entire life and you can still lose right. by someone who is infinitely less experienced because it's not about skill. <laughs> right. It, you could it could be a mind game, but when it comes down to it, you can just put the mind game away from it. I mean at the end of the day I think poker is still a game of chance. No, that I think that's the main like factor. Yeah. You have just got to like hope. Well, the thing yeah. with the thing with baseball is that like you don't have to you don't hope it's a fastball. Yeah. You just get thrown shit and you just hope, all right? And not really necessarily hope, but you just you take what's given and right. you just use stats to figure out what you're going to get. Right. Cuz you can obviously you can do a scouting report on a pitcher, you can find out this is like their cycle, especially against people um that hit like this or what, whatever and whatnot. I'm not a, like a baseball statistician, so this is probably going to come off as like really uneducated. But um, when it comes to poker, that's not the case. <laughs> you just get dealt a hand, and you just have to hope that yeah. you're going to get that flush. You're going right. to get that royal flush. I wonder now. I want to look up uh, <laughs> professional poker players getting royal flushes and just how people react. Are you a poker player? No. Okay, so I actually recently came across how to play poker and learning like the hands yeah and it's absurd i actually started trying like practice poker online and it is the weirdest game because even then like you're not gonna play with very good hands at all it's very rare when you come across something that's actually like really good it's just it comes down to how you play against an opponent, how you, like, come off to them. And it, it's it's so fascinating because um, there's actually a type of poker where it's just, like, one-on-one. It's on, yeah, like, a yeah. six-person table. Yeah, I've seen that tournament, like, when I've stayed up late and had, like, NBC Sports on. And it is, like, the most horrifying thing to me. Yeah. Because you play with jack shit in your hand. Like, it, you will have nothing. You can have, like, a pair of – or you can have, like, a two and, like, a nine. And that's gonna serve you nothing. I feel like I feel like all like master poker players are probably like borderline sociopaths. Oh no, definitely. There was one guy. Um, it was I think his name was Andy Frankenberger. That sounds like a sociopath name. Well, the thing is that I was watching him play against another dude. I can't remember his name, but he at one point I swear to God my TV froze, but his face remained the same for like a solid two nice. minutes. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I would rather have 
a person maniacally staring at me before he stabbed me than a guy just, like, straight face with no yeah. emotion. It seems so much more sinister if it's someone right. who just feels nothing. They, someone, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of sociopaths, um, Game of Thrones. I don't know how that segues. I was it just works. I was bringing up how there's a lot of bad people in Game of Thrones. Well, I think George R. R. Martin might be a bad guy. He's kind of he's yikes for me, dog. <laughs> he's a weird fella. I won't yeah. lie to you. So Daenerys, who's like Amelia Clark's character, who is wildly attractive, and he writes her in as like a she's a thirteen year old in the book. Yeah, no, and it's it's. It's fucked up. How old was she when she started the show? The Amelia Clark. I want to say like mid twenties. Okay. So it's fine in the show, but like and that brings up the the philosophical debate: Are you a pedophile? If <laughs> are you a pedophile <laughs> if you like a woman who is of age but looks incredibly young? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes. Like I mean, and that's, if that's like, the thing like you your, find attractive. If that's your whole type, then yeah. Because but... yeah, that's the thing. It's like. You're in like <laughs> how how well are, how well aware are you of like porn stars? Do you know Piper Perry? I, yeah, I yeah, have to bring up yeah. a picture, but she looks like she's twelve. Right, yeah, I know. And who she's you're like the face now. of memes of like girls getting like gang banged. Yeah, it's, or it's by weird. like a bunch of black dudes, and it's like horrifying. Like, is this what you guys want? Yeah, text. Oh, phone. I just got a text. That I'm gonna put my phone up. They heard that we have to start though. <laughs> yeah, damn it. We had we were rolling. Now we got to just start it again. We'll cut that in post. Yeah, I'm not gonna cut it in post. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there so we right. can marinate in yeah. failure. But um, but I think I, I it's always disturbed me. Like people will say like, oh she's. I remember when Ariana Grande first got. Yeah. I'm like she looks like she's 12 or like Selena Gomez. Yeah. They look like they're 12 and they're, they're so fucking hot and it's like... Pedophilia sells. And it's, like, it's you're just bizarre. convincing yourself you're not a pedophile. I'm gonna get so much flack for that for saying anyone who likes Ariana Grande is a pedophile. No, I think at this point it's No, okay I think at this... I think it's better now. She looks but like, more but mature. Like, even a couple years ago when she first blew up, like, her whole thing, she was wearing the bunny ears and stuff. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of childish in itself. Yeah, no. It's definitely childish and it's scary. Well, that's just because... They both originate from, uh, like, kid shows. Yeah. That, like, that had to make these people... I feel like, like, Disney people... I know for a fact that Disney people are people who are auditioned for, like, Disney and Nickelodeon and stuff get tested for, like, how well they can censor themselves and how well they... Have you ever heard about this? No, I It's haven't. very fascinating. So, apparently, um, I think they just call it, like, the Disney test. And if you're given a role, you have to test to see if you can be kid friendly enough not only on the show but in the public eye yeah because that's that was what surprised me about when jake paul yeah i was just was on a that. disney jake show paul. and he did he was doing some very egregious stuff right. and he did actually he survived quite a while on that disney contract and then eventually they were like dog you can't be uh, throwing matches in the pool. <laughs> yeah. that's like you can't be doing that and they finally cut him from a show that as far as i know was really forgettable it, I don't, it I, had a I, cool I, name. It was Bizardvark. Oh, okay. I Bizardvark. I remember that name. I never watched the show, but apparently it wasn't that good. Yeah, Granted, no, I don't it know would make if, sense if Jake Paul's in the I was show. That's not great. But um, but so back to Game of Thrones. What I was wanting to talk about was, so I actually I do not watch Game of Thrones. I, want I don't to, either. Neither of us. But do. the problem is, 
is that I I can't I find it hard to commit to a show because I'm afraid of having to like binge it. Yeah, that that is a huge commitment because right. it happened with Breaking Bad for me. I watched like the first two episodes, and then I got to the end of season two, and it was like I had work in like two hours. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it completely drained me of the ability to work or not work <laughs> per se. I didn't skip work. Yeah, <laughs> but um. It just, like, drains you. It's like, you need to watch the show. And Game of Thrones is one of the most highly... Oh, excuse me. Was one of the most highly regarded shows of all time. Right. Yeah, not was, is. One, is regarded as one of the most highly, sh- like, regarded shows of all time. And um, I want to get into it, but at the same time, those episodes are, like, an hour long. Right? Oh, yeah. And you got to, like, pay attention, too. That's the thing. I was about for... to say, it has a very deep lore. Obviously, it has that nice... Um, mythos from the from the books. Yeah, so they have they have to first of all, you got to give props to like TV creators that have to work within the confines of a book. Yeah, I don't know how, like, I don't know how much they have divulged or diverged from uh from the books. I feel like it's not too much because yeah. people would flip out because that's just like the culture of adaptations to right. TV or movies that if you do two things that are um different from the book then people flip out and they they cancel culture your show yeah. <laughs> that should be I want to talk about cancel culture in just a moment because yeah, it is one of the most amazing things but um <laughs> I don't know if amazing is the word but it's one of the most interesting things so fascinating so back to it so who is the character it was a, there was a character recently that had who started as like a 13 year old and they recently oh Arya had, yeah Arya, in the latest yeah. episode she had a sex scene which the thing that Game of Thrones, you have to pay attention to it, which is why I didn't like make it far into the show. I just couldn't commit to it. But when I left off, she was a 13-year-old. And I saw on Twitter last Sunday that she just had a sex scene, and I was like, what? Yeah, I also I also saw on Twitter that she had a sex scene, and for some reason it was raising a lot of eyebrows, even though it was probably... I, I'm not going to say the most tame sex scene, because obviously tame and sex yeah. is kind of a weird thing to put together, but like... Compared to like, it was tasteful. Tasteful, yeah. Where it was like a woman was in charge. Yeah. She, as far as I know, wasn't being forced, and it wasn't like a brother and a sister. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which that show has quite a lot. Oh yeah, like Jon Snow and uh, Daenerys are like related or something. Yeah. No. But so does Star Wars. That's well, I think that was just a weird plot hole. We're discovering that incest cells and pedophilia cells. <laughs> Um, I think I think America's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that yeah that just baffled me that people and I I saw a tweet that I thought was pretty funny and it was apparently um if you felt awkward about that scene it was from the uh the woman who plays Arya do you know what her name is that's like Macy Williams Matthew sounds, Williams shout sounds, out to her she she seems like a, a wonderful person I yeah. actually saw a Jimmy Fallon clip where they like April Fools. Uh, I think I don't know if it was just on the internet or if it was on the show. I presume it was on the show, where they apparent she apparently said that her character died in like the second episode. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. And then she like freaked out and looked like she was on the verge of tears. And then they like walked out and they realized it was April Fools. It was pretty damn funny. Yeah. And as a person who like thinks it's so funny to see pe- like their actors accidentally spoil stuff. Yeah. I actually felt really bad <laughs> because it looked like she was really upset about it. And then I was like, "Oh, she's acting." I just realized she's doing well at what yeah, <laughs> she does she's for a good living. At her job. Wow. Um, and 
it was the only April Fool's thing that I fell for. Nothing else got me. It was that one thing. I was like, was oh, one that, she fired. It was one that I wish was really real. Like, Hidden Valley Ranch came out with a birthday cake ranch. Oh, my God. It <laughs> sounds pretty good. And that's an April Fool's? Yeah, it was okay. an April Fool's. Thank God. No, <laughs> say, that's I, horrifying. I'd, I'd be interested to try it. Oh, what, like, okay, so how would that... I guess that's just part of the April Fool's where it just leaves you so, like, mind-blown. But, like, how... Is it just, like, a sauce that tastes like birthday cake? Did they ever describe it? It's like it? a ranch dressing. There's also birthday cake. So it's... <laughs> no, it's, it's not... It doesn't have the consistency of birthday cake. Well, no, I know that. flavor. But, like... So it's ranch, but they add birthday cake taste to it? I guess so. It's That's birthday disgusting. cake ranch. That's really uh, gross. I don't know what that flavor profile would be like. I'm not a ranch person. I'm, like, one of the, the two white people in the United States. Yeah, I'm a big ranch guy. I'm like I'm ketchup. I'm like ketchup. I like relish. I like, I like most sauces. There's not many that I can, uh, that I can like hate again. I'm just I've never been a ranch person. I just don't think it's that great. Mm. What is ranch tops it for you? Probably, probably barbecue sauce. Ooh, Ooh okay. that's a, that's a good one. You buffalo said, sauce. You said you brought. Did you forget the buffalo I, sauce? No, my dad used it to like cook some chicken with. Greg, I can't. I, yeah, Greg, shout done. out, Greg. Greg, I'm canceling. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll make it again and bring you some buffalo tell. sauce. Then probably ranch number three. I was like, so I was like, I don't have much to cook here to cook this buffalo ranch with dog, and I literally have like, I have bread and I have like peanut butter crackers because I haven't gone like grocery shopping yeah. in a while and I'm like too lazy. Um. So yeah, I. I so I'm. I'm I'm glad that, like, at least the news regarding the scene wasn't, like, overtly controversial. To pedophilia to ranch. <laughs> Jesus. This is why I thought, this is why I was so excited about the idea of us doing a podcast. Because what we, a fucking roller coaster. Because our conversations are very reminiscent to how, okay, and this is going to be the fucking most weird, obscure reference, but it was like our fifth grade teacher. How we, I, I think it was actually, I take that back. It would have been like sixth grade when we had uh, our fifth grade teacher, Miss Needing, if you remember. Yeah. She would, um, we would try to like t start a conversation with her about some miscellaneous shit so we could like not do science right. for the, the majority of the period. That's how our conversations are now. And I feel like I take a lot of inspiration. We're, we're going to be shouting at a lot of people. Shout out Miss Needing. Yeah. Um, but. We're going to be our... Yeah, I think we took a lot of inspiration from that. Uh, and it actually seems like something interesting here on the topics list. You said you said personal stories. I actually want to bring up one story I had from that classroom. Yeah, so kinda... like backstory here. We've been best friends since kindergarten, if you didn't pick up on that. So we've was, grown up together and whatnot. I was about to say, like, we're not... We didn't just, like meet like a few weeks ago yeah. like we've literally i've known him since we were like fucking five, five years old. yeah that yeah, sounds about right we play we played baseball we played for the uh what team do we play the angels yeah we were the angels Dude, that's one year. crazy because i like as of i'm trying to think because my dad has lived in california yeah so he's always been like a angels dodger he's big on the dodgers but um, probably about a few years ago, the first time I went to California, I was like, really, I was like, dude, the Angels are fucking sick. They have, yeah. they have Albert Pujols, they have Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani yeah. is like my, uh, the only, uh, 
I have two jerseys, or not jerseys, but like shirts with numbers yeah, yeah. on them. Jerseys. Jerseys. There you go. Yeah. I have a um, I have a Aaron Judge, um, New York shirt that my mother got for me when she went to New York one time, and then I got a uh, a number seventeen Shohei Otani nice. jersey, and love them both. They fit fantastically, which yeah. I was really happy about because I'm like I'm like a weird sort of thick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a weird thick where not nothing fits perfectly and it fucking sucks because <laughs> like I don't want to uh, you know what we can talk about this later yeah, <laughs> but, you should make that a tinder bio I'm a weird sort of thick <laughs> that uh see Andy did, Andy is like my he's like my idea man he knows yeah. how to convert my weird things into some like my weird sayings my weird utterances into something that can be like positive now if I had tinder I don't think that was very positive I'm a weird sort of thick. No, that's, I mean, it could work. That could work. Yeah. All those all those women on Tinder or men uh, definitely are going to be... They want the team. weird. Yeah. They want the weird. They don't want the, um, I'll take you to a club where we can dance I to like the Obama. office. I like the office. <laughs> Anytime I see an office quote, I just like... Yeah, which it's I like, really like the office. I but love so the office. everyone else on Tinder. <laughs> I was about to say, everyone on like, Tinder... Think of something else. There's other shows on TV. <laughs> they settle for Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's like the next one they go to. Off, the office just is off- just a gateway drug to Parks and Rec. Oh, no, definitely. Um, and then speaking of the office, they're, so is it up to 2021, they said? Yeah, it's up to, let me pull up that article. So NBC is going to get into the streaming game because all the, all the big media magnates are now. We've yeah. seen Disney Plus is coming out. But NBC is going to launch its own, and NBC owns the rights to uh, uh, The Office and Friends. So both are slated to possibly leave Netflix in 2021, which that could be a gigantic blow to Netflix. Now, I have a question for your bottom line. Do you think Netflix is going to lose The Office in 2021? I feel like they have to do everything they can to keep it. I I genuinely think, worst comes to worst... I don't know how that it works. I think they'll buy the rights. Yeah. And I know Netflix has the capital, and I, I'm i not shitting on Friends people. Yeah. They wait, not wasted. <laughs> they spent $100 million to keep Friends. Yeah. They, w- I feel like, would spend a lot more to keep The Office on, right. because how many Netflix subscribers, just like percentage-wise their primary show that they watch on Netflix is The Office. I feel like that's everyone I talk to that has I feel like, yeah, like, whenever you see Resume watching when you go to a friend's house, in that top three is going to be The Office. office. So I feel like Netflix is not going to go down without a fight. I feel like they are either going to spend an absorbent amount of money to keep it on, or they are just going to outright buy the rights, and that's going to be a huge transaction. But I think in the end, depending on how much they spend, I think it would be a worthy investment for them because I feel like The Office definitely should be a program they should fight for. Right. So I have this I have this pulled up just in case this conversation ever comes up. But top five Office episodes for you. Let's see. That is... Okay, so first of all, I apologize in advance if I don't remember the exact titles. Yeah, you can but just can say describe... the one where. So I love the finale... I feel like for a very, very, um, that's like my number five because it's yeah. like, it was good. 
but it also had the it capped off. Yeah, it a gave you closure on everyone. Nine. Yeah, yeah, season nine. Come I on, do man. not watch that. Like, no, I have I skipped the I, majority of the episodes in that one. I finally came around to watch the entire series from start to finish, which I've done before, but I stopped at like season seven because I was told after seven it just goes straight yeah, downhill. That's that's correct. Um, but I finally came around to watch, and holy shit. I was not lied to. It is so like <laughs> it's, terrible. it's so boring. All the new characters they introduce have such boring, uninteresting. It's not even a new character. They just make a younger gem. I was, I was about to say, <laughs> if anything, they just tried to make a new round of the the characters when they first existed, and it's so lame. There's one. There's one scene in season nine. I don't remember which episode it is, but like Pete and Aaron. Or like on one side of the desk sitting next to each other and then they're like mirrored by Jim and Pam and it's like no no one's buying this <laughs> stop it I feel like they they were just like let's let's make uh, Aaron be the new Pam yeah but, uh, let's make Aaron be the new Pam but she's like a little bit dumber right I hate Aaron so much that is my hate, least favorite character in your the show. least favorite yeah probably I I couldn't stand Robert California I was he I was okay on out. him he has that one his one monologue where it's like, you don't even know my real name. I'm the Lizard King. I that, like that. That one made me laugh, but I think in general, I think a lot of his like weird, like hypersexual talk was yeah. just really uncomfortable. Well, like the thing, the thing about the office is that it's somewhat like grounded to reality, and like Robert yeah. California is not gonna be a real person. Yeah. No. No. That's that's definitely a thing where it's like, you you should like if you're uncomfortable from like an office moment it should be because it feels so real yeah one of the moments that I go to in particular is when I think it's uh, uh, Michael talks he's like making fun of Phyllis and then he makes up for it by talking how he finds about he finds Phyllis pretty yeah. and then he's like the only thing I'm worried about is getting a boner and then I remember when I first saw that I had to turn off my TV because it made me so uncomfortable because I felt like I was in that room <laughs> The only thing I'm worried about is getting, getting a, boner. a boner. I love the way he says it. <laughs> he was so confident. <laughs> he felt like he could ink it out without it, like, still having the weight of saying, <laughs> I got a boner because of you in the office. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fantastic. But five is the finale. Um, Stress Relief, that's parts a good one, one and two. I'm going to go ahead and just say part. I'll say part one. Yeah, that's I felt kind of where... bad for part two. Yeah, part because part two is just the roast. The part two is just the roast, and they really... That one was another, like, uncomfortable episode. Yeah. Because they were really mean. I remember, yeah, that part's tough to watch. No, definitely. Um, But just, like... Uh, and then also, of course, Stress Relief has the iconic scene of the... Uh, the uh, the dummy that they try to like there's like three iconic scenes in that there's oh the, no, definitely the dummy then the, the Dwight fire drill topped off by Michael trying to resuscitate Stanley and he's like <laughs> Barack Stanley is Barack is president <laughs> and then uh, oh, and then the dummy yeah and I just wanted to bring up the dummy just because apparently that helped save someone's life did you hear about that story someone yeah I did see that keeping it to the beat of staying alive. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing, though, is that, like, whenever I, I whenever I feel like my heart rate is, like, weirdly, like, absurdly high for yeah. whatever reason, I'll go, like, uh, 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 I'll have uh. to try that, yeah. And I just do it every once in a while. I'm like, okay, I'm not dying. We're good. <laughs> um, Let's see. So, yeah, stress relief. Ah, I'm just naming it in no order at yeah, the moment yeah. because stress relief is definitely near the top. 
Um, let's see. There, mm, I would say, uh, was it called? I can't remember. It's the second episode where they talk about. It's the one where they put the postcards on. Oh, diversity. Diversity. Day. I was yeah, thinking of discrimination a day, and I was like, that is not what it's <laughs> no. called. Diversity day. That one's pretty good. Discrimination day would be a pretty good band name. <laughs> I remember. Uh, oh, there was um, the injury. That one's fantastic. That's, that's in my top five. I like the banker, which was like the sort of like rehash episode where oh, Toby's yeah. talking the to the banker. Show. Yeah, yeah that's, like the clip. that's a solid episode. That one I just love because one I feel like they showed parts of it that like weren't in the original episode. Yeah, like, like I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember. Um, when Michael in the the picnic, the company picnic at the beach. Yeah. Talked about how you need to like use the water to let it go down your throat easier. In oh, the yeah. actual episode, he just says that, and that's whatever. But in the banker, they show that apparently right after he said that, they all said in unison, that's what she said. Yeah. And that <laughs> yes, made me laugh really hard when I first saw it. There's one line in the uh, Beach Games episode, which I think applies to me and my working style. It's uh, He's talking about Dwight, and it's, Dwight's an obvious candidate for my job. He comes in every day. He loves the work. He is, however, an idiot. <laughs> That that's just like I feel like the story of both. Of yeah. Because like, I'm I'm trying to work towards a more like managerial yeah, yeah. position at my work as most people try yeah. to do unless you're like a college student or like a high school student that's right. just like sort of content where you are. Um, but I'm actually trying to work up in my job at the moment, and yeah. I'm like, dude, I could be such a great management like position because I have like great customer service, or right. at least I believe to think so. Except for that guy who threatened to kill me. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, he told me about okay. that. Like, that guy who threatened to kill me probably didn't think my customer service yeah. was that good. Shout out to the guy that threatened to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, dude. <laughs> you you were a lot of fun. Me. You gave me a you gave me an adrenaline spike. Right. <laughs> it felt like I was on cocaine. Um But then I realized like I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> like I would if I was left alone to close that fucking grocery store. I would burn it down like somehow, right. and there like our store is set up to where if you burn it down, you maliciously tried. As most places are, <laughs> they don't make it to where accidents can happen so easily unless you have like a fucking nuclear power plant. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to homer it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to like get that managerial position, but just like Dwight, I'm a He's fucking. However, an idiot. <laughs> I am, however, yeah. an idiot. Um. I think you've got one episode left. One episode? I'm trying to think of a... Honestly, like, I can't think of any right off the top of my head because I honestly, like, I don't consider it to have many as, like, a a standout because I love all the episodes yeah, yeah, from yeah. one to uh, seven up until, I think, right after Michael leaves. Yeah. Because the, the episode right after, in my opinion, was, like, really dumb. It was the Mafia one where, like, Oh no, that's when that's after Jim and Pam get married. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's which one that I, one's awful. No, that's that one's like really the only stupid. clunker in like the Michael Scott era. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and just label. I'll just tell you what my for my last one. We'll say goodbye, Michael. Yeah, that's one, a good I like one. that they give send offs to each character yeah. as like sort of a a representation of their relationship and whatnot. Right. So my um, top five. Okay. So Gay Witch Hunt is my number five. That's I can't believe I didn't think <laughs> every time one. someone like does something like that where I list and then they start their list, I'm like, why did well, I? Well I just have that? a list wrote down. Oh okay. I've been working on this. Okay. 
I'm just equipped if this ever comes up in conversation. The sad thing is, if you're on Tinder, that shit's coming up a yeah. lot. <laughs> Here are my top 25 Office episodes. We'll keep the five. Yeah, we're, we're just doing do five. I've got Gay Witch Hunt, which is the one where they find out that Oscar's gay, and that's it's capped you off do with not Michael. Need to describe the episode. Just, I <laughs> want to. It's one to of say. the more uncomfortable ones. <laughs> It's capped off with Michael just forcing his way on Oscar and kissing him. One of those real awkward moments is definitely when, like, you realize that Michael is going to fucking kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> and there is Pam, for, I think for a lot of people, is not a liked character. I like Pam. I think most people like Pam. I feel, well, I feel like pe- most people like Pam and Jim's relationship, but don't necessarily... Yeah. No, Pam can't carry an episode, because there was the... The episode where her and Michael go on the uh, lecture circuit, which yeah. I didn't really like those. I think uh, most yeah, people didn't. Um, but there's the face she makes when she realizes what's about to happen. Right. It is so fucking funny. She oh, looks yeah. so horrified. <laughs> Just that whole moment in itself is one of the more iconic moments of the series. Then I have a Casino Night number four. Casino Night's Just really good. The, that's probably one of the better moments in the Jim and Pam relationship. I was going to say, that's the apex. That's yeah, the apex yeah. of their tension. Right. Finally just, boom. They just do it. Well, they don't actually do <laughs> it. I was about to say, like, have you watched <laughs> Casino Night? And then uh, I've got Fun Run, number three. Fun Run. The, both that's parts that, of that. Is, uh, is Fun Run the immediate follow-up? Isn't that the immediate follow-up to Casino Night? Like, no, because he, he goes to Stanford after Casino Night. Oh, I'm the, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, you're absolutely. But that follows. Right. No, that follows when he interviews for the job at corporate, and then he comes back to Scranton because okay. of time. That's what I was. Yeah, thinking. yeah. Okay. But that's the also the one where Michael hits Meredith with his car. Oh my! And then they think she has that rabies. That actually has one of my favorite uh, Creed <laughs> yeah. moments. Which one is that? Uh, when Creed or when uh, Meredith is like, they have me hooked on a lot of painkillers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Creed walks in and names every like. <laughs> Every well-known painkiller. <laughs> My favorite Creed quote is, uh, I think it's the episode where they're reading off the complaints and they complain about old him having a distinct, a distinct old, old man, man smell. smell. <laughs> like, I love I that it cuts and he's like, I know exactly what he's talking about. I, I sprout mung beans, beans on a damp paper towel in my desk drawer. <laughs> Smells like nutritious. death, but very nutritious. <laughs> very nutritious, but they uh, smell like death. Yeah. <laughs> That is, I love. I was thinking of a Creed moment on the way over here. It's uh, when he becomes young, when he puts on the young guy disguise and he goes up to the vending machine and he's like, hey boss, I've been meaning to tell you, can we put some Red Bull in here? Sometimes you yeah. guys grab Red the bull by the horns, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Later, skater. <laughs> he's like, sometimes the guy's got to ride the bull. Later, skater. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan looks so. That was the that was a uh, that was Dunder Mifflin Infinity, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the one where he has to like convince him that he's young, so he doesn't get fired. Yeah. That actually one of my favorite Creed moments is from that episode where the, he comes in with the wig or like the hair implant yeah. or whatever, and then after everyone walks through and the, and then Oscar's like, "Are you okay?" and he's like, "Everything's cool, dude." And then it cuts and he's like, "I'm 30." Well. In November, I'll be 30. <laughs> Creed, in my opinion, is my favorite character. Oh, yeah. I think he's fantastic. He's got the best lines, without a doubt. He's definitely the one line, the, the one-liner king of that show. Yeah. I have a question. What's your opinion of Stanley? I like Stanley. I don't like Stanley, like, huh. at all. And I, that just, and that, 
I think fits to like my moral because he's not a good person. Like, no, at not all. at all. He is terrible. He's been divorced like twice. He's cheated on people numerous yeah, times. Yeah, he's got that line where he explains like his marriages, and it's just like I tell my wife, if you don't like it, you can leave, and I'll tell the same thing to my next wife and my wife after that. It's like he has no commitment to anyone, and then I, I remember. I can't remember whose wedding it's for. I don't think it's... It's not Jim and Pam's wedding. They've got Phyllis's wedding in there. I feel like there was another one. It might have been for, like, Roy's Oh, wedding. Roy! Yeah, that's a season nine episode. It was the it was the episode where Stanley just, like, openly brings his mistress, uh, Cynthia, to yeah. the wedding. That really, like, irked me. And I was like, I really don't like Stanley. Yeah. He, has, he has, like, good moments. But I think him as a character in general, I just... I don't like. Right. Except there was one funny moment where uh, I think I oh, it was like they replaced Stanley with like a younger black guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pam says, definitely not on board with fake Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> just like some younger, like, like good looking black dude. And I thought that was pretty good. But um, yeah, not big on Stanley. Who's your is your favorite character like Creed as well? Because I like Creed. I like Ryan a lot just because of his whole arc, how he goes to like. <laughs> jumps up to the, to the VP, top, then comes right back down. down to the bowling alley, then redeems himself at the Michael Scott paper company, and then he just falls down again at the end of the series and ends up moving to southeast Ohio. And then he, uh... He well, then he ends up with Kelly, yeah. And then he lets his baby suck on a strong yeah. <sighs> There, I love the episode where uh, they go to a club. I can't remember what it is. I think it was for, um... No, it wouldn't have been for, like, the the launch party... It was just an episode where he showed up randomly to, or Michael and uh, oh Dwight yeah, show up, that's yeah, and then they and then that's he the realizes where they he get... has a bad drug problem with cocaine, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Why are you going to the bathroom every five minutes?" <laughs> he's like, because he's talking about Dwight, and he's like, "This guy has his own beet farm," and Dwight's like, "Yeah, it's going pretty well. It's weevil season though," and Ryan's just like, "Weevils? What even are those?" That's like the most you thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a scene where apparently uh, my uh, my parents, they say like Jim will, looks directly at like you in one scene. Yeah, I've gotten John Krasinski a lot. So what happened was Jim owes Dwight a favor. I can't remember exactly what kind of favor it was, but he... Walks out, I think, after closing or after Dunder Mifflin had closed for the day, and he sees Dwight and Angela going at it. Oh, do yeah. You know, and do you yeah, know where he's staring one. directly into the yeah. camera in the bathroom, just like horrified? My parents said, like, that's Andy. <laughs> like, that looks it. exactly like you. Yeah, I get John Krasinski a lot, but just specifically Jim you look Halpert. Like, uh, you look like um, John Krasinski somehow reproduced with uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I like that. that beautiful beard. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a, I can't grow a beard. Like I get like a, a neck beard like scruff and it's really dumb looking. Yeah, thank you. I, I want to get a full beard so I can hide this big old double chin, but right. I just can't, I straight up like cannot grow one. It sucks. I want to I want to grow this mustache out into like a handlebar mustache. Ooh, oh, like I a know. That'd be that'd be pretty good. That's my guy on MLB the show. He's got a sick ass handlebar mustache and he's a knuckleballer. Oh, I was about to say like that. I think that's the only that should be like the only pitch he should be able to throw. Yeah. <laughs> just like that's the only thing he's capable of. Um, speaking of knuckleballers, and this is a 
completely random segue. In the MLB, do we have many knuckleballers? We just it's Stephen Wright. He's the only one left. Okay. Did, how long has R.A. Dickey been out of the league? I think just a couple years. Just a couple years. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember him. He used to be like the the face of the knuckleball. Yeah, it was Tim Wakefield and then uh, oh, R.A. Dickey. And then there was a guy in the 80s before that. I yeah. want to say it's Phil Negro, but I could be very Whoa. wrong there. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, we got to cancel the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I'm, this, I'm scared to repeat his name. What? Phil with the N. <laughs> Phil N. <laughs> Phil N-word. Oh, his nickname's Nuxy. We'll just call him Nuxy, which also sounds like a racial slur. I was about to say, you shouldn't be saying that Get public. these Nuxies off Milan. You probably shouldn't say that in the O Block of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Nuxies! <laughs> and we're canceled. Yeah, <laughs> we're just it. like that. We're going to find episode. out that, like... We're going to find out that that was actually, like... Like a term of, like endearment. Nuxy, yeah. We you actually going should to... call like people Nuxy. I don't know where. Maybe like it's like a Hawaiian thing. Yeah, we're gonna offend some random race that we didn't even know existed. What do you think is like, dude? Did you remember? Did you hear about that story about that guy that went to like study, like an islander like group of people, and then he ended up just getting like killed with bows and arrows. I don't think so. It was like last year. I think he went to just go oh, like study them. Oh, I know them, what you're talking about. And then he about. just got like... Yeah. He, they were like... I think they were advertised as like openly hostile to any like anyone that wasn't part of their tribes and they just killed him. Right. Which just blows my mind. I, I feel like you can analyze... First of all, he shouldn't have gone alone. No. <laughs> That's so stupid no, that you, you went alone. Ask for that. Have you ever... This actually now segues into a, a movie that it reminds me of. Have you ever seen the... <laughs> It's called Cannibal Holocaust. Have you ever heard of that movie? It sounds familiar. It's one of the most offensive movies I have ever watched. It's probably the most offensive movie I've ever watched. It's about this guy who retrieves tapes from a lost expedition into, I think, the Amazon of, like, a cannibal tribe Mm -hmm. that was made by, like, four people. Um, And they watch the tape, and the, the I think it was, like, three men and one woman go into this jungle burned down a bunch of villages because why not apparently they I don't want to say the R word but they like they do very very not good things to yeah. a tribal girl who they end up the tribe ends up like putting them or putting her on a stake because she's no longer pure oh yikes and it looks horrifically real and then they actually they and I say actually as in like they actually murdered a snake and a turtle and, like, ate it. Is that, like, how did they get away with that? Oh, no, he didn't. The director, I think, I don't know if he's still, but he was. He served jail time for animal cruelty. Okay, that's fair. Um, And then to seek revenge for the girl that the tribe killed, <laughs> that the tribe just killed, they kill all of the, uh, they kill all of the men, and then they do the same to the woman. Oh, I think I think this it's guy's really... had I see the name. He's had other stuff, I think. Oh yeah, no. This isn't his this isn't his first rodeo. He's had he's had plenty of Yeah, that's just like his whole thing is making like horrid horrid movies. Oh yeah, no. And it's in both regards. It's there it's horrible like subject quality and the movies suck. Yeah. Cannibal Holocaust was a really bad movie. But it was like 
he tried to like pass it off as like a pioneer of the found footage because I think it right. was it might have been before uh It says he cited as like a what's it say? As a precursor to like the Blair Witch project. Yeah. Which is not the case. No. <laughs> not at all. It's really it's really bad and it's like it's it was just like a basic like shock value. And the funniest thing is that he made all the actors sign like a six month I don't know, and it might have been six months, it might have been uh, actually like uh, longer, but it was a notice to where they couldn't be anything and they could not be publicly known because he nice. wanted them to think it actually happened. Huh. And then when he ended up in court because they were like, did you let people go get fucking murdered in the Amazon? He was mm-hmm. like, no, I just made them sign contracts so they wouldn't say anything. And he's like, that's not a good case. And he's like, okay, actors, break your promise and come here and like testify, testify <laughs> for me so I don't go to fucking jail. If I think if I remember correctly, they they come before and like yeah, <laughs> yeah we we're yeah. not dead, <laughs> but he still ended up facing charges because they actually like legitimately I think I can't remember if I think they stabbed a snake and they stabbed a turtle. Yeah, I can't you remember can't if do they that. shot anything, but it was definitely not a pleasant like experience. No. Um. So yeah, definitely. Have you ever seen a movie that's like very overtly shocking? Just like sh- I mean, I think Can't the, say I, have. I would say the millennial um, approach to it's gonna be a Human Centipede. Have you ever seen yeah. those movies? Yeah, they suck. Um, yeah, they're no. really bad. Like but, the whole thing is just shock value. Also, number the second one was uh was really it was yeah they worse. made like three. They made three. Point. The third one is stupid as hell, and it's it's shocking, but it's not as bad as the second one. The second one was the most horrifying. Because it's about a dude who saw the first human centipede and did it himself, but with, like, no doctor techniques. Like, he would staple, like, skin together so he could, like, connect. It's really gross. Like, the most, like, shocking movie I've seen is probably, like, American Psycho, but it's also a good movie. Oh, no, American Psycho is a fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Who's in that? Who's the... That's who's uh, Christian Bale. I was about to say, yeah. it's Christian Bale, I thought. Um, are you a, Are you a movie person? Not, Not particularly. particularly. More of a TV. You're person. more of TV. What is there like a? I've been wanting to find like a. I guess like a horror TV series. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, American Horror Story. I was about pretty to say. Good. The, I've watched like the first two seasons. No, I notice whenever they, whenever they talk about American Horror Story, they refer to it as different titles for each. Yeah, season. it's like an anthology. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. I didn't know if like they considered to be completely different shows because I felt like that'd be a kind of a mess but no uh, it's like a the season each season has a, is its own thing okay but then like the most recent one i think they like brought back and tied into the other seasons okay so have you ever seen black mirror no i've been told to watch it's that. really good but i'm kind of like scared of the ai takeover so i feel like that would just like that's good i think it. if <laughs> i think if the world ends in our lifetime oh it's definitely gonna be that it's going to be AI takeover because I, and that's the thing though, is that I laughed at the I like Terminator when I was a kid. Yeah. But then you look at like Google and like all these big companies, like openly pursuing like more intelligent AI. Oh, and yeah. It's like, why do we need this? No, there's the, uh, there's this Werner Herzog documentary called low and behold. I love Werner Herzog. Yeah. He's it's a wonderful documentary. It's horrifying though. Cause he's got, they show this one scene of this guy who's producing like robot playing or soccer playing robots and he estimates that they'll be able to like be fully form a soccer team of robots in like 
our lifetime. And they'll, like, be superior to a human? Like, yeah, probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've not heard about... What is it called? It's Lo and Behold. So, L-O and Behold, and okay. then colon, Revelries of the Connected World. Okay. I have to... I want Now I'm very enthralled by that. So I'm yeah, no, it'll scare you. Now, back to the, to the sports world, because this was actually... I just thought of it. Um, so, the playoffs are actually getting kind of interesting for the NBA. We're starting to, they're yeah. starting to get down towards... Um, the I guess we're getting closer to that championship, and I didn't get to watch it live. But very reminiscent moment from 2014 was this yeah. uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, he's just ice in his veins. Have you seen a? Well, first of all, yeah, fantastic. Now, if I remember correctly, it was deadlocked at like 115. Who were they playing? I can't remember. It was the the Thunder. The Thunder. Okay, I was yeah. about to say. And that that sent the Blazers on to the next round. Yeah, I was about to say that was they were up three one, right? Something right. like that. They were up 3-1, and it's it's bringing a lot of people memories of the 2014 uh, Houston Rockets and uh, uh, Portland Trailblazers. And so I I was wanting to know from you, because you're, you're, you're a – are you what's your biggest sport? I know it's baseball, right? Baseball, yeah. Is your second place basketball? You probably say? college basketball. College basketball? Yeah, okay. I'm more of a I was about to say, the college guy. basketball tournament is infinitely more yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's kind the of playoffs. the only reason I keep up with college basketball. Okay. So, what is your favorite? Before we continue on, what is your favorite like nickname for the the called the the uh, March Madness? Is it March Madness? I like yeah, just March Madness. I like the tournament. The tournament's pretty good. Yeah. It reminds me of um, what isn't a don't they call the Michigan Ohio State football the big game? The big game. Yeah. I love that. And then Harvard Yale is just the game. The game. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Um, but. Like, so what do you, so I know you're like, you're in some regards a basketball person. Did you watch the Houston Rockets uh, Trailblazers? I remember the first one I watched live, I remember seeing that happen live, and it was, it was incredible. It was one of those moments that like, physically makes you stand up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, obviously you have that factor of seeing it live. Yeah. Which one do you think was better? I'm going to say the more recent one was better. And Just because it was from, like, further out. I was about to say that it was an insane shot. It was pretty dang far. It reminded yeah. me of um, that Paul George when he was on the Pacers. When he uh, the shot clock didn't reset, and he just sort of did, like, a hand motion to do yeah. this. And then he, like, launched it from, like, nearly half court. Just so chill. And it launched, oh. Which the funny thing was about this recent one with Damian Lillard, he hits that just in Paul George's face. I know. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's the one thing that's so crazy about basketball, and it's like – there's, you can add such a personal level to it by yeah. saying you, and that's, I guess that's sort of with all sports, but it's really like no basketball's got the storylines. Oh no, definitely. Um, I'm gonna disagree with you though. I think the 2014 one was better just in case, just in fact of the circumstances, because if I remember correctly, uh, if Damian or if Lillard didn't hit that shot, that would have forced a game seven. I think, and that's they were correct. down two. Yeah. So it was a case the only way to win in regulation was a three-point. Yeah. And I think he hit it in nine-tenths of a second. And that's, right, it was that's just a catch-and-shoot. Well, he, I think, walked down the court for a few seconds and then just sent it off. Yeah, and I, I think I'd it was, see that. And I think George wasn't expecting it because it was right. so far out, which you got to give point, like you got to give it to Lillard for doing something that's – I don't remember how many feet it was, but it was like – it was absurd. Like – I remember watching that clip and I was like, "Dude, you got it. 
you got to shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's going to shoot it. And he just made it from an absurd, like, distance. So, and it's definitely, like, I feel like a lot of NBA players try to, like, hug that line. Yeah. So they can just get the least distance out of it. But he was just very confident in his ability. Right. Um, I will say the celebration afterwards was way cooler. Oh, like, yeah. He just stares he at he the face stares, with no emotion. Yeah. Um. Who was the person that came up with ice in the veins? I have no idea. But I remember I like there was it. a guy who celebrated. I can't remember who it was. But he pointed at his his like elbow to indicate he had ice in his veins. But, and I thought up. it was the coolest fucking celebration. Arkansas, there was a Michael Qualls. He was a uh, Mister Ice in the Veins was his Twitter name. Ooh, was it? Was there any sort of like abbreviations, or did he? Did he get Mr. Ice in the Veins? He just called himself Mr. Ice in the Veins. Oh, okay. But he had, like, multiple, like, sports center top ten plays. I don't know if you've seen the play where, like, they just shoot – Arkansas just shoots a last-second shot, and it comes off, and then he just catches the rebound and, and, and then dunks, dunks it, it right – yeah. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, that was Michael Qualls. I'm not big on, like, basketball in general. I try to right. keep up a decent amount. I know that Arkansas didn't uh, qualify for the, the tournament. They made the NIT this year. Um, and then we fired Mike Anderson. So I saw that's, that. Yeah, that's... I remember you tweeting about it, and I was yeah, like... Yeah, I was, I was pretty upset, but we got a good hire with Eric Musselman. So that's... You're all caught up on Arkansas basketball Fantastic. now. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, let's see. How did your bracket go for uh, this year? It was it was pretty not great. How many... So, so I feel like a lot of people's brackets either are on par to do decent or completely toasted by the end of the first round. Right. How toasted was your bracket? Oh, mine was very toasted. Because this was, I always pick I pick a risky bracket and I get like a, go for a lot of upsets. And the thing with this tournament is that it was like really chalk. So that that strategy of picking upsets didn't really work out well for me. Now, who who won this year was a... Who played? It was wasn't it Virginia? And it was Virginia and uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah, I remember Which, people were bitching about calls in that championship yeah. game. I didn't watch it. I, I'm not too big on college basketball myself, so I didn't really actually uh, ever really watch it. I just saw articles about how it's believed that there was a lot of like bad calls, and I feel like yeah. that's always the case in basketball. Right. I feel well, like it's such a hard sport to officiate. Oh no, definitely, and I feel like. They have a bad stigma because uh, there was one dude. I can't remember his name. I think it was like Pat something who was paid by like mobsters. I remember that. I can't yeah. remember his name for the life of me, which is probably good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give any life to his name because the guy <laughs> no. was, apparently was a fucking asshole. But um, he had been paid to like do bad calls yeah. so that whatever team would win, which how, how influential can a I mean, a call can be infinitely Oh, yeah, definitely, especially in basketball. Well, it, but my thing is, is that, like, how, like, over, is it only influential if it's only, like, within, like, the last two minutes of the game? I don't think so. You think that a call in the beginning of the game could potentially... Well, because if you score, like, those three points... If you win by points, two points... Okay, I guess Yeah, if you one. score a lot of points at the beginning of the game, then it's not a tight game late. So, did you know that, uh, I don't know how it works in the NBA or college basketball, but do you know a bunch of Euro Leagues actually, like, they determine their rankings by, like, points scored? Yeah, I think I knew that. I, that is such a weird thing for me. Right. That is, it adds an interesting dynamic where, like, yeah. you'll be in your last game of the year and it's like, 
you need to win by 13 points. <laughs> yeah, and you keep the starters in the whole game. Like, you're not putting in the yeah. mop-up team. So it's interesting the whole game. There's always something to watch for, even if it's a blowout. Did you hear the story of uh, David Robertson and uh, Shaquille O'Neal? It was one year where they were like sort of trading the scoring title for that year. It's a crazy story, but no, apparently it was that. last game of the year for both teams or for both players. And uh, uh, David Robertson was down by I think like 30 points, and so they fed him the entire game. He scored oh, 72 nice. points. <laughs> um, and Shaq could not keep up with it. He scored, like, an efficient 30. Yeah. That's not – and so he ended up winning by, like, I think, like, 5 to 10 points. Might have been even less. I can't remember exactly. But one of the best scoring performances in basketball. Yeah, I knew that he had a 70-point game. I just didn't know that was, that probably was the story it, of it. He did it just so he could outscore Shaq because that, is, that, so beef, is so, <laughs> yeah. that beef is so right. crazy. I remember when Shaq openly admitted that some fabricated story that he made about David Robertson was fake. Did you hear about? He apparently started telling everyone that uh, that David Robertson like blew him off for an autograph when he when Shaq was a teenager in San Antonio. Really. And he used that as like fuel to motivate him to win. Oh. <laughs> and there was an interview. I can't remember who it was with, but um. Isn't Shaq, Shaq a flat earther? Oh no! I don't, I wanna, I don't I, think. I, I hope not. We're gonna. We're gonna what is the deal with basketball players and like rappers? They I have really, no idea. All of those, like a lot of basketball players. I remember Bob. Oh, that's. <laughs> Bob's flat earth. <laughs> a song, flatline. Flatline. That is such a. <laughs> that's like my favorite thing. Neil deGrasse Tyson. One of my favorite. Uh, Oh, so Shaq, I can't talk. Shaq just said that he, he hadn't, it wasn't an April Fool's joke, but he just joked about being a flat Okay, earther. that's good. Oh, Shaq. I, he seems like a, he's a doctor. He's actually like a certified doctor. He has a PhD. Oh, nice. He was a cop, too. I didn't know that. Yeah, just like a volunteer I was going to say, I assume like a volunteer, like deputy yeah. or something like that. Um, But... Dude, I remember on one line of that B.O.B. song, it's like, use your common sense <laughs> while talking about the earth yeah. is flat and how lizards control media or whatever. Oh, my God. That B. song B. is a wonderful listen. Only that guy it used is to... the most absurd song I've maybe Ooh. ever heard in a while. Oh, yeah. B.O.B. was like my favorite I know. rapper, too, I when he came that. out. <laughs> and he just... I was that did not age well. I always wanted to ask you about your opinion about B.O.B. Rappers. With all those... <laughs> With all the oh, circumstances. Man. Now the mirror lizard's breath got the clone scared because, whoa, use your common sense. Why is NASA part of the Department of Defense? Checkmate. They divided up the seas into 33 degrees, feeding kids masonry, bruh. Be careful what you read. Oh. <sighs> it's such a weird song. Yeah. And I think he... He was going to release it like this is going to change yeah. everything. Like, he's going to open the door... It's like whenever Jaden Smith talks about the Illuminati, it's like he thinks it's going to change the game. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't? Never forget the Jaden <laughs> Jane Smith's Twitter isn't like a relic of, a, of humankind. Um, oh, and actually, I was thinking of... um, oh, There was something I was going to bring up in re- relation to the Flat Earth. You know, Little Pump says the Earth is flat. I can't that tell if it's a joke. That doesn't surprise me. It's probably a joke. I think. But. Do you think Lil Pump is as stupid as he comes off? 
I don't know. This is like an old yeah. subject, but I still don't think he's... I feel like he is... He puts up an image, and he's a lot smart. Did you know he came from wealth? I didn't know that. He apparently, I remember well, he graduated from Harvard at 17, so I think he's he's got to be somewhat smart. <laughs> well, no, he didn't uh, He didn't graduate. He's a Harvard dropout. Oh, he didn't graduate. Oh, yeah, that's right, like Bill Gates. No, You want to know what really upset me with that album? He named it Harvard. H-A-R-V-E-R-D. And it looks so dumb. Yeah. And I understand it's like the joke. <laughs> like, oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> I dropped out of Harvard. But, it, oh, my God. Will Pump is just—he could be his own episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> Will Pump is just an enigma. He's like the exact opposite of uh, of Jane Smith's Twitter. Right. <laughs> should, I don't want to say he should be forgotten, but he will be forgotten. Yeah. He he comes off as like a millennials. Um, I or uh, oh my god, what was that fucking Vanilla Ice? Yeah, that's that's definitely it. I wonder what Vanilla Ice is doing right now. He did a he did like a house construction show on HGTV. What does he know about house construction? I don't know. He's probably built a house, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think because it's like oh, his real name is Robert Matthew Van Winkle. He probably was right to stick with Vanilla Ice. Yes. Yeah, he had the Vanilla Ice Project on DIY Network, hosted by handyman and rapper Robert Van Winkle. Do you think he went by Robert Van Winkle? I mean, it <laughs> hey, says Robert Van everybody. Winkle on the Wikipedia page. It's your boy, Robert Van Winkle. Oh, it's still on TV. Good for Vanilla Ice. It sounds like his last name is just Wrinkle. With like, he has a lisp. Yeah, Robert Van Winkle. <laughs> Winkle. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's Did get to some... You want to get to some show and music recommendations? Um... This was an old recommendation, but if you haven't seen Breaking Bad right now, or like by now, you need to fucking get on it. Right. Uh, if I if I go watch Game of Thrones, then you should have no problem watching Breaking Bad. Right. <laughs> Breaking Bad is my favorite show, like of all time. Yeah. It's fantastic. What about you? Let's see. I haven't really popped in anything new. Uh, I mean, the season of Survivor is getting pretty good. So Survivor. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think of. Uh, probably like if you haven't seen Community, Community is really good. good. Yeah. It's always a nice rewatch. I don't need to say uh, watch The Office because you're already doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think of that's a, that's probably it for me. I'm not big of a TV person. I watch like YouTube. Like, that's right. my that's my primary source of entertainment. So that's how you can, that's why you can tell my out my like sources are relatively outdated not relatively are outdated <laughs> because i just like don't watch tv that often anymore do you have any music recommendations pull some stuff i've been listening to on spotify uh let's get lost by the lovers my most of my music taste is like country-ish not like keith urban and shit fuck keith oh urban. so it's like lil nas x <laughs> yeah it's like old it's town road country that's actually on my spotify no likewise i actually think unironically that song sounds really nice yeah it's really good especially with the billy ray cyrus oh no like. definitely and he talks about his mon- maserati sports, <laughs> sports car, car which of Baby's course he's got a habit for sports car <laughs> it's an inside joke i was but, gonna uh, say you're, no one will get it yeah except I guess people will get it because it relates to, <laughs> to yeah. it relates to Old Town Road, and everyone knows about Billy Ray Cyrus's Maserati sports car. <laughs> this is an older song, but Vice by Miranda Lambert, 
Then uh, Sons and Daughters by the American Spirit, another good one. And uh, Hades Pleads by Parker Millsap. And then Billie Eilish's new album, of course. She's got, we've talked about The Office a lot. This is just an Office podcast, basically. We didn't talk about it too much. I mean, it took up a decent amount of yeah, time, yeah. but we're getting it out of the way. Yeah. we're That's how we're going to suck in the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to hear us talking in The Office, and like, oh, this is an Office podcast. And then they're going to talk about us discussing what uh, constitutes pedophilia. Yeah, that too. <laughs> pedophilia, incest, and The Office. Absolutely. Um, and then... Let's see. Is there any is there any artist you're looking out for for new releases? Uh, I mean, Jason Isbell is always. I don't know if he has anything on in the works. I haven't kept up with the release radar that much, but Billie Eilish. I was really looking forward to hers, and she didn't really disappoint. Um. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um. Did you? So I remember there was a discussion. Do you think she's an industry plant? Are you familiar with the, the, the concept? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm familiar with the term. I, uh, I don't know. It's really hard to yeah. pinpoint it down. I mean, I don't think being an industry plant makes her bad. Per no, se. it doesn't make you like. It doesn't make you bad at heart. Yeah. It's, I think the issue lies if you claim you're like not of that nature. Right. Like, there are so many, there's a good amount of industry plants that, like, say that they came up, like, organically. And, but through reality, they just, like, moved to L.A. and then one month later get signed to, like, 10K music. And it's like, you managed to start from the bottom and get a music deal in a month? Like, there are people who work years. Right. The greatest artist of our time... Like, don't just immediately get signed. It took them time. Even if, like, Johnny Cash, I don't know what his deal was with, but just for an example, he probably was not immediately onto a label. No. It probably took him years of, like, working for it. Right. So, yeah. I think people just don't like that uh, disingenuous sort of approach. Right. That being said, I'm I'm still conflicted as to if she's a plant. I don't think she is. Well, because I guess she already has the connections. I think it's more so, I don't know. It, it's a weird uh, subject to discuss because she comes from music. Yeah, yeah. Her family is of music. In fact, I think her breakout hit, well, I can't remember what it's called for whatever reason, um, When the Party's Over, Yeah. I think is written by her brother. Yeah, and her brother was on uh, Glee yeah, and has had like success in the industry. Yeah. Is that her real name, or I? This might come off as really dumb. I'm like, I love Billie Eilish, but I'm I don't think not it's her real name because her brother's real name is Phineas O'Connell. No, hers is Billie Eilish O'Connell. Her full name is Billie Irish Pirate Baird O'Connell. What? That is that is, that is an incredible name. <laughs> Pirate. Well, you know what? I I technically count that as that's her real name because she yeah. didn't she didn't adopt any like regular right. words. It's like I wish Kendrick she would have gone by Billie Pirate. Pirate. <laughs> Billy Pirate, Billy the Pirate. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I didn't actually know that. We're learning new things every day. But it's sort of like Kendrick Lamar because his name's Kendrick Lamar Duckworth. Yeah. Did you know that his last name's Duckworth? Yeah, because he has like an album or some sort of work. Yeah, he has a uh, his his um latest album, Damn, his uh outro track. Yeah, that's Duckworth. right. Love that album. Yeah. Um, be on the lookout for Kendrick Lamar because. If he's staying true to his, I think his like release schedule he's had for like the past four years, he is. 
I mean, not including Untitled Unmastered. He, uh, I think, might be coming out with something this year, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a hip-hop person, so yeah. I definitely, my main focus is going to be on all stuff hip-hop. Uh, hopefully Drake doesn't release something. Yeah, hopefully not. Because <laughs> um, I, oh my god, his music, dude. If he releases, like, a, if you're reading this, it's too late mixtape again, <laughs> I'll give it a chance. But otherwise, dude... Don't release a more life, uh, quote unquote playlist. That shit was garbage. Oh, it was terrible. Views is the most overrated album I have oh, yeah, ever listened to. Every I, person I, I ever think talked he's... to says that album is fantastic. It is so boring. No, it's, it's so terrible. Like, oh my god! And then Scorpion. I won't get into that. <laughs> no, that one's awful too. I don't think he's put out anything good since uh, what's the album where he's got like his face. the Windows screensaver? Oh, you're talking about uh, Never Going to Be the Same or something like that? Yeah, that one. Nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. Yeah, that's that's, that's like the last thing he's put out that I've enjoyed. I, I, can't, I think it came out out. Yeah, it definitely came out afterwards. It was a mixtape called If You're Reading This, It's Too Late. He just released yeah, it like randomly. Yeah, I remember that. I love that mixtape. I thought it was really good. Yeah. It had like some nice character to it. Um, And that, <laughs> that actually brings me on to talk about Drake's lyrics in Scorpion after it was revealed he had a kid. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pusha T. Pusha T just, like, absolutely just... That's a... Oh, my God. That, bat, that like, beef was so explosive. Because right. it was, like... I can't remember how it went, but I just remember when the story of uh, Adidon came out. It was so crazy. Um... But and then it, like once it all got revealed, some of the like words that came out or some of the lyrics started to get like really darker context. Like I remember on do you remember do you know the song I'm upset? Yeah. There was a lyric that's like I don't go fifty fifty with no hoe, and he also talks about how he like brags about how his dad hadn't paid child support since like nineteen ninety one. Right, and then a lot of people drew conclusions that he had uh, something to do with XX Tentacion's death. I remember of that. that song. That song. I remember that. It, it was like weirdly specific. He would go like SMS yeah, it's like triple, triple X, X. Never shoot. Like it's the one time I never shoot below the neck. Yeah. It's only. It's the one time I only shoot below the neck, and he got shot in the neck. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. But the thing is, like, why would Drake... You know what? I'm not getting into these conspiracy well, theories. Yeah. The the lyric makes sense in context, because the bar before that is, end up getting loose and getting pictures from my ex, SMX, triple X. Yeah. But it was just a weird fucking... And then that's the only time I ever shoot below the neck, because he doesn't want his face in the nudes. Yeah. Yeah. In context, but people just like took it out of context and were like, right, yeah. He, people probably thought he directly shot at. <laughs> like, that don't make no sense. Um, all right, should we wrap up here? It's been about like can an wrap hour it and up. twenty minutes. Yeah. All right. You got anything to plug? Um, I mean, let's see. So I have my uh, my Instagram at Saint Matthew Seven. Uh, you can follow for any updates on. I guess uh, below the Mendoza. Anything, yeah. any updates? I'll probably post on there. Um, Twitter at Saint Matthew seventy seven. Uh, I have a I have a mixtape coming out called uh, Project One Lives. Um, be sure to check that out because it's gonna be 
very very nice. I was gonna say lit, and I realized I'm lit. I, I think white people in general just destroyed that term. Every time yeah. I hear it, I cringe. White people destroy a lot of things. I was about to say white people have a very strong tendency to destroy what's good. Yeah. <laughs> the only time we'll ever be racist is against white people. Yeah. We've earned the right because <laughs> we've been fucked up for a long time. Um. So yeah, I uh, I release music like anything that's not like. I guess mixtape or album related, I just release randomly. If I like mm. hear a song and I'm like, I can get a verse to this. So I'll like release a remix depending if SoundCloud doesn't immediately take it down. Yeah. <laughs> so um, besides that, yeah, nothing else really been going on. But yeah, just be sure to check out that social media. Be on the lookout for my new project. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what about you? You got anything to plug besides, yeah, yeah. you know, actually, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's a, you can follow all my socials. There's a, I think it's listed on our Twitter page. And then uh, show's coming up. I don't know when this podcast will be out, but Saturday the 27th, I am hosting at the Grove in Lowell, Arkansas. Then Tuesday, April 30th, I'm doing On the Spot at Backspace in Fayetteville. So check out both of those shows. And that's about it. Thank you. I Hopefully I can get this up by the 25th. That's the day we're recording it. But if yeah. not... At the very least, I'll have it up the week after, which I don't seven days from then. I, th- I guess is I don't know what fucking day that is. I can't yeah, do math. Yeah, that'd be May first, I believe. May first, so okay. May Day. Um, so I'll try to get it up by May Day. I'm gonna make sure that we try to like have it. Because uh, what we might do is just like record next week's podcast the week before and just go in that infinite cycle. So in case we have any issues, then we can let things or let people know or uh, have that shit all done in advance, so we don't have like a like an emergency situation where uh, <laughs> where we just can't do it. Now, one one last question for you before we we head out. Would, if one of us was unavailable, would you do it by yourself? I would try to. I'd probably bring in a guest host. Okay, I'd be very interested to see how <laughs> it would fare if one of us had just to talk right. to ourselves for an hour. Um, I feel like we could both. We're both probably capable of doing it. Just by ourselves? Yeah. But the pro- I would say the only issue with that is that we would have to try to bring it, or we'd have to try to, like, talk to, like, people that are listening. Yeah. And that was really the issue, because a lot of people who do it by themselves have, like, chats that, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, talk to them. Except for Chris D'Elia, but That's, he's, like, an insane... I was about to say, Chris yeah, D'Elia is just insane. Is incredible. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for listening, or... It wouldn't be watching because we don't have any camera set up today. No. But we'll see what we can do about Not maybe. That you know of. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if in the future we can maybe get like a a visual because yeah. we're trying to see right now if we can secure some sort of space for recording. We actually yeah. we have a pretty shoddy like setup now, so we're just trying to make do with what I'm literally. My mic is on a bunch of vinyls, so yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty ghetto set. Is that considered PC? <laughs> so I guess we already yeah. said it. Oh, <laughs> It's gonna. This 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 is actually canceled. Yeah, <laughs> it just got canceled. But um, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, be sure to follow those socials. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout for any sort of updates. And I hope y'all have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Yeah.